The mainstream media loves to shy away from the simple questions with hard answers that we all need to hear. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. Every day on the No Chit Chat Podcast, I bring you the reality of what's going on in our government and around the country. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Our friends at Hillsdale College want to wish you and your family a happy and blessed Christmas and a healthy and prosperous new year. Since Hillsdale's founding in 1844, it's taught its students by precept and example, the teachings and practices of the Christian faith. And the college continues this mission in its classrooms and nationwide through their educational outreach efforts. They couldn't do it without your help. So this Christmas season, Hillsdale wants to thank you, dear listener, for your kindness towards the college. They've prepared a special video, their sacred music choir singing O Little Town of Bethlehem in their beautiful Christ Chapel at the heart of campus. When you visit hillsdale.edu slash Christmas, you can see and hear the choir and many other free resources to help you celebrate the season. And while there, please consider a donation to the college by clicking the Support Hillsdale College button at the top of the page. You'll want to put this special Christmas song on replay. Find it at hillsdale.edu slash Christmas, and I promise it will be uplifting and inspiring for you. That's hillsdale.edu slash Christmas. As you know, um, Elon Musk launched a series of attacks on um, Dr. Anthony Fauci over the weekend calling for his prosecution, and then he shared uh, some other um, memes uh, about him and suggested he lied about, he's lying about the origins of the coronavirus. What's, what's your response, uh, first of all, to, specifically to the attacks on uh, Dr. Fauci, and second, uh, how is your view of Twitter as a sort of public forum and a forum for yourself and for the president and many other officials here. How, how are those views evolving? So look, we've been very clear about this. Uh, these attacks, these personal attacks uh, that we have been seeing are dangerous uh, uh, on Dr. Fauci and other public health professionals as well. Uh, are, they are disgusting and they are divorced from, uh, from reality. You know what I, what I found actually disgusting was when people were arrested for not wearing a face mask. Yeah. One of the things that I found really disgusting is when business owners were attacked simply because they were trying to keep their businesses open and make money. I remember that. Those were good times. You guys remember all that? I remember that. I thought it was disgusting when women were told to shut up if we asked questions about menstrual cycles or anything else. I thought that was all I thought that was all disgusting over the vaccine. I also thought it was disgusting that our kids were locked down for how long? Academically, two years, I think, academically. I thought that was disgusting. So this, not so much. Because that was all him, by the way. All of that was him. Welcome to the show. Dana Lash here with you this Tuesday. Nationally syndicated radio show. And... We're going to go through some of this because I wrote a piece on it last night. Your, your girl works late every day and works in the morning, works late, always looking. And I noticed this. I, was, I, I had a couple of pieces that came out. But one was the language of, oh, he's being attacked. He's, he's being attacked simply because he was criticized, apparently. And... and and it was just, and it was a tweet from Musk. It was just a, the most simplest, basic tweet that you could possibly have from Elon Musk. It was just very, you know, it was like, oh, my, my pronouns are fire or prosecute Fauci. That, that was it. That was all he said. 
And for, I think for the White House to weigh in as heavily as they did is really ridiculous. It's just, it's so overdramatic and it's such a overreaction that it kind of makes their absence of a reaction on everything else just that more deafening. And so this, it's the Dark Ages 2.0. And I say this, and that's what I had titled my piece last night, and that it's the Dark Ages 2.0 because it's, you know, you're, you're told that you can't, that any kind of disagreement is an attack, and it's not. That any kind of challenge is violence. Words are violence now, don't you know? That's like the new, that's been their thing. That's what they've been pushing towards for quite some time. Words are violence. All of this, it's all attack. But it's, it's not, though. It, it really isn't. It's just simply disagreement. Was it disagreement when people were disagreeing with, the, was it an, an attack when the government was disagreeing with business owners wanting to stay open? I mean, I'm just curious. Just curious. So that's, this is some of what we're watching today. Because it's, it's, the, it's the redefinition of words. And I feel people are just, it's, the, it, it's just so stupid. I was trying to figure out what I was going to call it. If I was going to call it the end of civilization or Dark Ages 2.0 last night. Disagreement isn't an attack. You complete butchers of the English language. The modern day tyrant's last, last refuge is hurt feelings. That's what they all say. Oh, my feelings are hurt. My feelings are hurt. And that, and to even say this, all he literally said was, my pronouns are prosecute Fauci, and then he shared a meme. But, yeah, he did. I know, memes are violence. They mischaracterize, see, here's the, what the left does. They mischaracterize all of their opposition to avoid having to defend their positions. And if everything that isn't their worldview is hate, then they don't have an obligation to engage in any kind of debate. And this is the whole thing. Tribalism plus amplification from social media has made humanity irredeemably stupid. It's the Dark Ages 2.0. And then on top of it, I'm going to get into this later in Wokery. You had Dictionary.com and the, and the Cambridge Dictionary people who decided that they were going to redefine what a woman was. They were going to redefine. So erasing women. They literally use the phrase, an adult who lives and identifies as female. This is all about controlling the language. It's all about controlling language and controlling communication. Because they can't control you until they do this. So they redefined it as an adult who lives and identifies as female, though may have been said to have... How, I want to... I really... I actually want to commit violence against the person who wrote this sentence. Because there are so many B-verbs in here, it makes me... It makes my soul burn. An adult who lives and identifies as female, though they may have, they may have been said to have, oh my gosh, they may have been, you know what the B-verbs are, right? Amazar was where I have, had, has, can, could, will, which else should do, did, does, done, be, been, might, and must. Those are your B-verbs. Stop it. They may have been said to have a different sex at birth. The only sex they could have possibly been since birth was male. Here's the thing. And, and th this is why it's all about, they want to control language. They want to control communication. By the way, cis is a sexist slur. It forces women to redefine who we are in relation to males who want to appropriate our sex. And it, and it forces us to try to redefine ourselves as a subgender of womanhood. It's all of this. All of it, all of it. So we're going to talk about this because they said Yoel Roth had to flee his home. Why? Because he wrote about how kids should have a Grinder Junior app? Because he did. Why is that everybody else's problem? Because he did it. 
I don't feel I'm not going to make anyone easy in their perversion. And I don't think you have any obligation to either. Roth had 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 shared a tweet about it because apparently he t- he tweeted, looks like Yoel's in favor of letting kids being able to access adult Internet service in his Ph.D. thesis. And Yoel Roth's his defense of himself was, no, I wanted a, a, a kid's app because if kids are going to you know try to get on Grindr, then let's make it safe for them. Or maybe we could just teach them morals and not to be whores. I mean, that's always why is that never where's the have parents teach kids to not be whores app? I mean, there's there's a suggestion. Good grief. And so he was very upset about that. He's like, we had to flee our home. You're in San Francisco. You didn't have to flee a damn thing. Stop it. Drama, drama, drama. All it is is drama. That's just the whole just teacher. Just be involved and teach your kids. Teach your kids. You don't you don't need a junior app for all this stuff. You don't need a junior app for grinder. You don't need a junior app for anything else. Teach your kids to be responsible. All right, so we've got we got a whole bunch of things to get into because I have more on that. Lindsey Graham was talking about social media companies. I know you're so excited to hear what that Southern gent had to say. Uh, isn't it so tough? Half of me is conspiracy theorist on this and half of me isn't. I don't know which half is going to win and I don't know that I care. Uh, but isn't it really tough that SBF got arrested right as he was going to testify today? Wow, what a coincidence. So coincidental. I'm sure that you are all shocked. He was arrested in the Bahamas because he was going to, but he was going to testify remotely, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, I mean, seriously, he's got to answer for some of this stuff because he stole people's money and donated it. None of those people actually returned any of the stolen money that they received as donations. And so he's arrested in the Bahamas. Prosecutors have filed charges against him, and he, the indictment unsealed this morning, and he's going to get extradited, the crypto king. But it's not about crypto. It's about, uh, this is what, this is a Democrat, and this is Democrat stuff. You want to be, you want to just distill it down? There you go. There you go. So he's, he's going to go to trial. This should be interesting. He's held in custody. Bahamian prime minister said the Bahamas, and the United States shared an interest, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and so now he's going to face the music. Thir- how many billions? Billions upon billions of dollars. Billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. And it's just stolen. Just disappeared. People aren't going to get it back. I just, just is so coincidence. Yeah, he was going to uh, Maxine Waters. He was going to uh, be testifying today just so why so here's the thing why wouldn't you just have let him do it because you know he's probably gonna compromise himself and may even commit another crime so why wouldn't you let him do it and just rack up some more you know easily defend easily prosecuted charges i mean i'm asking obvious questions that people who don't believe in conspiracy theories would ask kane you're about to die you okay over there well i mean just because we've been paying attention to the story you know, pretty mm-hmm. closely over the past week or two. Um, I guarantee, I was not surprised at all to hear, I mean, he's not extradited, by the way. He's just in the custody of... No, he's going to be. In Bahamas. So 
the thing is, I don't believe that especially Democrats in these committees want him to testify. I think they actually uh, had him testify via Zoom instead of flying into the United States Mm -hmm. so that they could orchestrate this thing and prevent him from testifying. And I don't know if he'll ever now testify Mm. at this point. Hey, do you think he's... uh, Don't give him any bed sheets or anything. Don't send him to the Epstein cell. Yeah, take all of it because... uh, just saying, just saying. So he's, yeah, he and his uh, parents, they're at the Bahamian court. They're going to they're gonna totally extradite him. And uh, he says he's the victim of anti-Semitism. And that his failed crypto exchange is solvent and he can cover his losses. He says it's because of anti-Semitism. Not because he's a cheating A-double-snakes Democrat, but you know. They're going to use this, Because of the anti-Semitism. They're going to use this t- for government control of crypto. And that's exactly what the goal of government has been for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. They're just going to use this incident. Also, he's not going to end up testifying ever. That's how that's how I feel. You about don't think it. he is? I don't think he's ever going to testify. And government is going to step in through Gary Gensler in order to regulate cryptocurrencies. This mm-hmm. is the government's effort to do it, and this is the front story that builds the narrative for their control. You could be onto something. You could be correct. We'll, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's um, I yeah. Why not let him just testify first? Because they don't want him to testify. Is why they can't have him testify. So I know. Just uh, they and had golly, what a mess. Nobody's giving back any of that money though. I was reading the story. Let me pull this up. Oh, I should wait and get into this. I was reading a story about how Hunter Biden was being really ballsy during a state dinner and walked straight up to Roberta McCarthy, the mother of Kevin McCarthy. See, I have a story that's not real, but it could be. And this is why I shouldn't be in elected office. Because it would have been a viral moment. Just saying, if I had been there. Just don't get all ballsy and do that kind of stuff, you cokehead. Come on. So we've got we got a whole bunch of stuff to hit. Uh, that, we've got wokery, we've got economic numbers. Guys, Biden assures you that everything is fine. And that uh, in case you were concerned, um, in fact... It is true that wages have have uh, wages have gone up more than prices have actually gone up. That's what he says. And you're just a liar. Why are you being anti-Semitic? Black Rifle Coffee Company is helping you knock out your holiday shopping. If you have a coffee lover on your shopping list, Black Rifle has the best coffee brewing gear, thermoses, mugs, and apparel, all designed for folks who love America. Stuff your stockings with all of the highest grade American roasted coffee and become a holiday hero by joining the Black Rifle Coffee Club. Set your coffee delivery schedule to your exact preferences, and it arrives at your door with no shipping fees. It's the gift that just keeps on giving. Looking for a patriotic gear and apparel for your friends and family? Be sure to check out all of Black Rifle's new clothing designs. Veteran-founded and run, Black Rifle Coffee Company takes pride in serving coffee and culture to people who love America. And each purchase you make helps support veteran and first responder causes. Head over to BlackRifleCoffee.com Dana to find my favorites and get all of the best merch, coffee, and apparel in time for the holidays. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com Dana. Black riflecoffee.com slash Dana. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's right. Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Man, we are in a mood today, and by we, I mean just me. Everyone else is sane. Uh, young voters' enthusiasm for Democrats waned during midterms, probably because they hate all those old racist people who don't know what women are, right? I mean, there's confused, and then there's what is a vagina. So, 
Associated Press said young voters who have been critical to Democrat successes, their their enthusiasm is waning. Oh, I'm so sad. Not really. Voters under 30 went 53% for Dem House candidates compared with only 41%. But that's actually way different from what it used to be. It used to not be uh, 53 to 41. It used to be up in like the 60s percents. Uh, and now they're starting to not only are they losing young people, but they're losing black Americans, Hispanic Americans, women Americans, Asian Americans, men Americans, American Americans, all of them. They're losing all the people. That's all you need to know. Uh, also, get around some of these other headlines. Bald e- This is crazy. This makes me so sad. Three bald eagles die. Three bald eagles die. Ten were sickened in Minnesota after likely eating euthanized animals dumped at a landfill. And they were found last week near Pine Bend Landfill in Minneapolis, a suburb of Invergrove Heights. That's horrible. One sick juvenile eagle. You're literally poisoning America. By the way, what a statement on euthanasia. No, I'm just going to point that out. I hope they recover. Uh, that's so sad. Uh, also, the uh, Loudoun Grand Jury, Loudoun County, Virginia, they indicted the superintendent, Scott Zeigler, because he's a creep. So that's good news. We're going to talk about this more in depth because of his sexual assault response to those two rapes. The wolf population is expanding in California and Colorado. We've got all that and more coming up. Stick with us. Did you know that tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simple delicious. Tart Cherry Gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. The holiday season. Used car prices fell for the fifth month in a row. New car prices didn't go up this month. That savings is critical to so many families. It gives them just a little bit of breathing room for the holiday season. And all of this means that for the last several months, wages have gone up more than prices have gone up. Wages have gone up more than uh-huh. prices have gone up. I love how he says it again. Like, wait, did I actually just read that? Is that a, is that a for real sentence that I just read? Welcome back to the program. Your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash, here with you. This is the bottom of our first hour. And uh, that's not true. I don't have to tell you that. But man, what? That's pretty crazy. No, no, no. It's not. Uh, wages are not up. They're not keeping up with anything. I mean, this... You you can't I can't believe you said that with a straight face. We were playing Marshmallow World by Dino because that's that's apparently the world that he lives in. Sidebar: I don't care if Dino had some had, was a little tipsy. Maybe he wasn't when he made that when he did that take. That's one of the best songs ever. Love Dino. Yes, Gaslighter in Chief. So says yeah. It's uh, wages are uh, wages are up. It's all great. Don't have to worry about it. They're uh, 
They're beating inflation. That's not what a single measure has ever showed. It has not shown this at all. I don't know why you, why even argue with people about this stuff? So he gave remarks yesterday. Inflation's coming down in America. It's not. Food inflation has slowed. Actually, they went from 0.4 to 0.5% November. And the CPI report actually does not show anything that he's claiming. Inflation actually increased month over month in November, and it's still plus seven over the last 12 months. So nothing about this is in any way accurate. And he was like, he, he was asked, well, can uh, you know when prices are going to go back to normal? And he's like, I hope maybe by the end of the next year, I can't make that prediction. I'm convinced they're not going to go up. So, yeah, they will. He goes out there. I, I mean, basically, this is the equivalent of that uh, meme where the little dog is sitting on a chair in a burning kitchen. He's like, this is fine. fine. Yeah, it's fine. fine. Real wages have decreased since last year. I mean, I don't know who believes this. Who believes this? I mean, it, it, yeah. Yeah, as Kane noted, they're celebrating CPI was 0.1% instead of a 0.3% increase, and they look at that as a win. Right. Jeez. Inflation still went up. Yeah. He, and I love when he, whenever he talks about the economy, he says, oh, when, you know, when I took office, we inherited a nation with the pandemic raging and an economy that was reeling due to the policies that you wanted, by the way. I feel like it's very important to include that. No, this this is it's really it's when you can't be straight with the American people about what's happening in the economy. That's then you 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 don't give them any confidence that you can solve the issue or even go about solving the issue. I mean, if you I mean, inflation never left. It's very important to remember that it never went away. Not transitory? No, it's not transitory. We got our the last batch of numbers for 2022. So as I said, it's actually a little over seven. It's it's seven was seven point one percent for November. It's the high. It's a, still the highest rate in forty years. So this is not something to celebrate over. And the CPI, that's the Consumer Price Index. That's basically what uh, everyone thinks. That well, it's the inflation rate. It was less than three percent. And I think what they, yeah, by a point, and point, <laughs> just one. So that's, you know, it's, it's, wages are not keeping up. This has been measured by previous standards. So instead of, I, what it's, when you look at March, September, I'm just looking at some of my notes, CPI came in at 8% or higher. So, oh, it's one point, guys. Woo! Who are farms? But, no, I don't think so. I don't think people are going to be celebrating this because when you look at food prices, eggs are still, what, 44% higher now than they were a year ago. New vehicle prices hit a new record. There was a story that I had from Market Insight CNBC about this. Uh, home sales have lowered, but that's only because nobody's buying. So, there's there's no... That's that's not a year two of inflation. And when you look at the price of food, when you look at home sales, uh, when you look at uh, wage growth, it looks even more pathetic. This is not a win. It's not a win at all. And there's not any way that you can spin this either.
I mean, he's trying. He's just going to go out there and lie. You know, you know, it's look, it's it's when he went out there, he came out there and said that what right as radio ended. And I'm like, the, the sun's still up. I ain't had my dinner. Nobody's even had a, a an apper appetizer drink yet. Stop. Stop gaslighting people. <sighs> and you wonder why people are leaving the party. Got to be able to 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 be able to push back on this as as I did, but in sixty seconds for Democrats instead of just or for Republicans instead of just saying no. It's it's important. It's just you can't say. I, I was looking at uh, holiday. Just I was planning out you know just my Christmas meal. I don't know if you guys cook or bake and all that stuff. So one of the things that I I always have to make a chocolate pie, and I really I bake all my stuff from scratch. I do all my pie crusts, everything from scratch, and I get really I love baking um, because it's it's. It keeps me busy and it's very exacting. Like I have to, I'm one of those people that has to do something all the time. I cannot sit still. I do not know what being a couch potato is. I cannot do it. My family will attest. It drives them insane. I have to constantly do something. Whether it's I'll I'll organize something. I'll have to clean something up. I will literally find things to do to fold laundry. I it's just I have to do something. And so baking because people a love to eat baked goods b they don't complain about it if they think you're baking and c it keeps you busy right so it all works out in my favor anyway long story short uh i do chocolate pies i do all kinds of chocolate pies and i'll do like christmas logs and all that kind of stuff and i use really good this is when i go all out and i'll use like really bougie chocolate right chop it all up melt it all down all this stuff oh my gosh it's so much more expensive than it was there's this uh belgian chocolate that i get i get a uh, like a 72 percent cocoa because milk chocolate's way too sweet. It's like $4 more than it was. It's like double, almost double the price. It's crazy. And eggs, when I was looking at, because uh, I'll do uh, like lemon curds and I'll make sm- scones and all kinds of stuff. Oh my gosh, the price of eggs is so much. Because I, I usually have to do the 18 pack, right? Because when kids are, when my oldest is home and people are in and out and if we have guests, eggs disappear. So expensive now. Families cannot be lied to about how much they're paying. You can't sit here and go on television and say, oh yeah, it's uh, wages are staying up. They're not. No one has gotten, no one can, businesses can't afford to give a raise when the cost of supplies are so expensive. Supply chains are still jacked and people are seeing their wages not keep up with inflation, the rate of inflation. It's the invisible tax cut on top of the very real tax cut that he gave everybody. And now he's, you know, able to hire 87,000 IRS agents. It's, it's insulting and it's sad because I feel bad for people who are really struggling. People who are having to make very difficult decisions. And he's making a mockery of it by lying to people about this stuff. So this is huge news. California scientists made history. They could, they say it could spell the end of fossil fuels. It's, there, it's a fusion power breakthrough. They use the world's biggest laser, Dr. Evil style. To replicate a reaction that powers the sun, which could spell the end of fossil fuels. And they said using the world's largest laser, researchers coaxed fusion fuel for the first time to heat itself beyond the heat energy that was zapped into it. And this could provide limitless and cleaner alternative to fossil fuels. And it offers the prospect of abundant energy without pollution or greenhouse gases. And without the, the lie of being green that quote unquote green energy offers. Pretty interesting. I mean, you could have nuclear fission as an, uh, fusion as an energy sh- source. 
And they said that the uh, the test that took place, the test actually was in August. They said it generated way more energy than they ever predict, predicted and actually damaged some of their equipment. Now, the ultimate goal is still years away. They want to generate power the way the sun does, pushing hydrogen atoms close to each other so they combine into helium. That releases tons of energy. A single cupful of that substance could basically power an average-sized house for hundreds of years with no carbon emissions. I know. Now, using the world's largest laser, it consisted of 192 beams and temperatures more than three times hotter than the center of the sun. They coaxed fusion fuel for the first time to heat itself beyond the heat that they put into it. So they had a net energy gain. And it's the the phenomenon, they call it burning plasma. It marks, they said it marks a stride towards self-sustaining fusion energy. And so now they still, we're still years away, but it's, this is a reality now. This is actually super cool. So it's a fusion, ener- and done right here in the US of A, fusion energy breakthrough. Huge key milestone. Still a long way to go, but this is a huge milestone. Because at first it was a long way to go to get here. And unlike, like I said, unlike some of the other stuff that's promoted as being green, this seems, you know, legit green. I love like new things. I, don't, I think people who like fossil fuels, they're not against anything like this. The only thing that we're that we always objected to is don't sit here and tell us that rare earth element mining is greener than oil or gas. It's not. In fact, it's even it's the, the pollution's greater and those materials are harder to extract. It's they're harder to attain. So this is cool. We'll see. But they're they've been um, they've been this is something that they've been going towards for for decades. And now they made major, major progress. So that's huge news. Very good news indeed. So in wokery, I knew this was going to happen, but I thought that it would be towards the uh, language that's used. So in ballet, I took I had 17 years of classical ballet. And as you know, with uh, the romantic languages, whether it's you know Spanish, French, you have the male and female uh, verbiage, right? La, le, uh, and this French dance teacher was ousted from this university because they gave this ultimatum of using men and women terminology and also with the language discussing the actual movements because the movements in ballet are in French. It's a ballroom dance teacher at a French university. And she was at, she's out of a job. She called dance students men and women. She was opposed to using non-gendered language. Well, especially if you're doing like a pas de deux. You're, I mean, that's very definitely, I mean, they're male and female roles. Because ballet showcases the human form, the men's strength, uh, the elegance and the body lines of the females. I mean, it's all about celebrating the form of the two sexes. And the teacher told uh, uh, Agence France Press that she said, I say women on one side and men on the other because they're in dance. There is a role for a man and a role for a woman. And they fired her because of it. They fired her as a result of it. And she quit her job over, well, she, she was going to quit, but they ended up jettisoning her from her position. The university was demanding that instead of using male or, or female, get this, they wanted to use leader and follower. Now, what do you think is more sexist? Using leader and follower. Because see, that's inapplicable. That's not how this works in ballet. It's not, it's not that you can't just substitute man and woman in, in dance for leader and follower. That's incredibly inherently sexist, A. And B, it also doesn't, that's not the description for their roles. The woman is not the follower, and thus, you know, you're intimating that that's the weaker role in this 
in this discipline. Gosh, these people are morons. So stupid. I hope I, I just I mean, it is all of this, this wokery and this gender ridiculousness is is it's just absolute. It's just complete and total sexism, abusively so. We have uh, more to come because I have more wokery as well, including this poor little town got into a fight over their Christmas tree in the library. It's actually kind of interesting. They ended up winning, but. And a horrible video out of Chicago. A boy with Down syndrome was shoved under the floor of his high school bathroom and bullied by kids. I am volunteering right now to go and beat all their asses for all their parents. Offers for free iPhones are usually too good to be true. Just like freedom itself, nothing is actually free. Other mobile phone companies not only lock you into long-term contracts, but they build the price of the phone into your bill with hidden fees. Now with Patriot Mobile, they can show you how to get that iPhone 14 or 14 Pro that you've been eyeing interest-free without the games and with no contract. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider with nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks because they use the same towers as the major carriers get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our god-given rights and freedoms patriot mobile also offers a performance guarantee so if you're not happy with your coverage you can switch to any of the three major carriers they provide for free simply visit patriotmobile.com dana or call their 100 u.s-based customer service team at 972 patriot get free activation today with offer code dana that's patriotmobile.com dana or call 972 patriot of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. Mm-mm-mm. You can sign up for the newsletter over at Substack. Chapter and verse. Lots of fun new things coming the, at the uh, after the first of the year. So you don't want to miss all that. Make sure you sign up and find us on Facebook and YouTube. Like and subscribe. This is such a sad story. I didn't. At first, I was like, I don't even want to talk about this. But I just it just breaks my heart. It's a York Community High School in Chicago. And a student with Down syndrome was attacked by bullies in a bathroom. And they filmed it. And, of course, they yelled, world star, world star, meaning they're, I know. It's, it's like that's what, it's a site where they would upload fights. And the superintendent emailed parents to say they were deeply disappointed and saddened by the action of the small group of students. The principal said there would be consequences for the students involved in the bullying. For me, it's not, I mean, the video is so awful. And he's shoved backwards. They hoot and holler. And they, I mean, it's bad. I feel so, I just, my heart breaks for him. And he locks himself in the bathroom stall to get away. And one parent whose son attends there said that she didn't receive the email about the clip. And I mean, a lot of people were complaining because apparently it went online before. And then parents, a lot of parents found out that way. And so they were saying, if you don't rep, I hope that these parents, there's no defense of this. No defense of this. The principal said that their team began investigating immediately. The video is heartbreaking. I mean, that's assault. That's assault. There should not be, the kids should be expelled. Yeah, I do. When you look at the video, sometimes kids are kids and they do stupid things. But this is these kids that are bullying this kid. They're acting like wild animals. They're 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 wild animals. It's like something you would see in Nat Geo, right? When they're trying to pick off like a singular a singular individual. 
away from the rest of the it's just they they act like a bunch of hyenas and how i mean who i i had like a lot of kids a, a lot of questions when i was watching this video you know how were they all in the bathroom at the same time um how one of the bullies apparently like withheld when they realized someone else was recording and there was one kid that did at least try to appear to stand in between that student and some of the bullies but i mean that's just that's no the rest of the kids need to be educated on this i volunteer to go beat all their butts i will oh man we'll put them through dana lash mom boot camp we'll totally do that this is heartbreaking but thankfully there's some good kids out there some that would have stood up for him. Stick with a second hour on the way. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. Well, to be honest with you, Andrea, I don't I don't pay attention to that. I mean, yeah, he has a big megaphone, but I mean, the 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 Twitter sphere as it is, has really gone berserk lately. It's got to become almost a cesspool of misinformation. So I don't you're really not even sure what he said, but I don't pay attention. I don't have a Twitter account. I don't tweet and I don't listen to tweets. I don't listen to the tweets, he says. Is that what you do, You listen to the tweets, Kane, you know. I feel like I was like I'm listening to my great aunt. How do I li- how do I watch this video on the Twitter? Like, are you okay? Why are you, yeah. you're dying over there? Are you okay? This reminds me of my own family. Right? Is that first off? Welcome back to the program, Dana. Last year with you. As we get towards the end of this week, it's going to get weirder because we're all loopy and we're getting loopier. You know how it is? Is like you get towards the holidays. You know, I use all my brain power for wrapping presents. This is like when this all kicks in. I I spend less brain power on headlines and more on trying to wrap stupid presents with stupid wrapping paper. I don't care even if there's a grid on the back. It's still, <sighs> I had the stories that I have. Okay. My friends know immediately. They look forward to seeing what I give them just because of the wrap job. Anyway, it just reminds me because I actually had, I posted something on I think it was my own tweet. I think it was a video that I had on Facebook and I, God love, love her. Uh, she's since passed. God rest her soul. But my great aunt was like, I can't, what is, how do I, how do I listen to the tweet? I'm like, that's just, just press the video, press the, or press the little triangle on the video in the middle of it. It doesn't do anything. It's how it, 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 it was hysterical. I don't know why I use that accent for her. She lived in Illinois. I don't know why I use that accent. I just feel like everybody who, and I have friends in Illinois who are almost Ozark, 
But it's that Chicago thing. I immediately think of Cook County. I'm look at how big it is being right now. Illinois. I'm gonna get so much hate mail. Don't please don't 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 do it. Don't do it. Anyway, he just reminds me of that Hoggle there from Labyrinth. He's uh, the Twitter. He says, "Oh, that's first off." If anyone thinks that, I when did progressives be? When did they turn into such bores? You want to know something? Hold up. You want to know why? When I was younger, I'm baby Gen X. Um, when I was younger, it seemed like being quote unquote liberal. And I think this is why a lot of teenagers kind of fall into this. That's supposed to be the fun thing. It's not anymore. That's why the youth are leaving because the left is the, I've been saying this for years, the new Puritans. They've been like this forever. They've slowly devolved into whatever this, they're they're whatever this is. They act like, um, the dad from, uh, Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. That's who they act like. That's kind of a deep dive, but you get my point. And uh, no, 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 not the dad who owns the house, like Johnny Depp's character's dad. Okay, never mind. Anyway, they're just, they're, they're so rigid and unfunny. When, when I was younger, they were the ones who seemed like they had the most fun, right? They were the funniest and had the most fun. And when did that, like at some point, from me being a teenager to me becoming an adult, that changed and they stopped. And they became some of the most boring, unfunny people. Everything is literal. I mean, he's Elon Musk is on Twitter literally sharing memes. Which for some of my older family members who are listening to the program, that's just like a funny, it's an image with a funny saying on it that really captures a feel. And they... I, I, he, he's like, it's not in a vein of seriousness, although it may be, but it's more tongue in cheek than anything else. He just fires stuff off on Twitter. But the, the, the left is so serious now. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe he said his pronouns are prosecute face? Oh, my gosh. They can't, have, they, they can't have fun ever. They've made it to where you can never say anything and just be flippant. You have to focus group every damn sentence that comes out of your mouth. Not if you're a Democrat. Yeah, not if you're a Democrat. Jeez. What it, like, and your last name rhymes with Schmeiden. It's annoying. They, they've just, they, why, they suck out loud now. They're so boring and so rigid and so unfun. You cannot have any fun with these people. They have just turned into miserable beings. Golly. So this tweet that he put out, you know, prosecute Fauci, my pronouns are. And it was after a conversation about pronouns because what he had responded, I can't remember who he responded to, but people are just, you know, you can't say you can't even joke. There's sarcasm is not allowed to exist anymore because to understand sarcasm, sarcasm and irony, none of these things can exist because they require nuance and nuance is dead because the left made everyone stupid. (sighs) I just, I, I'm done with it. It's so, things aren't as funny as they used to be. You used to be able to have a lot of fun. Now you can't. And I'm not saying I can just hear the left. Are you saying that being mean to people is fun? Is that what you're talking? Dana Lash on radio. Nationally syndicated radio host Dana Lash. Being mean to people is fun. I'm writing Media Matters headlines for them. Look at me. Stealing your jobs. J-O-B-Z. You're going to make them lazier than they already are. (laughs) 
I am. I sounded like the Pillsbury Doughboy. So my whole point is that there's a difference in being nice and, you know, a, 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 and a difference in just being, you know, completely inoffensive and having fun. People have just got to stop this. It, it's and like with this stuff with Musk. So Fauci responds to it. Everybody's responding to it. Oh, my gosh. He's attacking him. He's being attacked. Veterans who actually have been attacked are like, really? <laughs> like, really? You're being attacked? He's being attacked. He is being besieged upon by attackers who are attacking him. Everything is an attack. Musk attacks Fauci. I, I'm, I was going to actually read all these headlines. I saved them, but I'm not doing it now because you get the point. And I, I don't think I need to beat the dead horse. It's going to be like that Simpsons gift. Stop it. He's dead. <laughs> he's already dead. I don't need to do that. You guys get it. But I cannot tell you how many of these headlines there are. So get this. So then Elon Musk was brought up on stage. Dave Chappelle had a show in San Francisco. My favorite thing in the world right now are all the people who are just bitching about Dave Chappelle and Musk together. So you have Dave Chappelle, who I don't agree with probably on a number of issues. But as long as you want and but and Dave Chappelle owns, owns some guns. And so I don't you know, that's all right. We agree on some of those issues. And he's not a fascist. He's not an anti-speech fascist. So we can chill, right? We get along. I don't have, you don't have to agree. I'm not one of those people who's like, wait a minute, before I talk to you and I'm civil, do you agree with me on a thousand percent of everything? I'm not, gosh, I hate that. I hate that so bad. So you get Musk and you get Chappelle together. Both of them have blanky money, so they don't care. And in San Francisco of all places, I can't even believe people in San Francisco went to Chappelle's show, but that's a whole other thing. Listen to this, because Chappelle brings Musk up. He knew what was going to happen. He knew it. And this is more, this was Chappelle trolling his own audience. This was not people thinking that they were getting something on Chappelle. Chappelle knew exactly what was going to happen. He did this to make a point about everybody else. Listen. Make some noise for the richest man in the world. And all these people, I can't believe Dave Chappelle. All these people, no, 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 don't get mad. Y'all already bought your tickets to Chappelle's show, and and all these people paid eight dollars to get their little their little accounts verified on Twitter. So they're, you know what, uh, Dave Chappelle and Elon Musk are just gonna go cry into all their money that's yours that you gave them. It's gonna go cry into all my dollars. I actually am gonna start doing that. Sidebar. I'm for real going to start doing that. I'm just going to start dabbing my tears with dollars. I'm just going to, I'm going to have some here on set. Make a note because I'm going to forget it right when we go into break. I'm going to start doing that. That's what I they should they make do. make $100 bill tissues. No, no, no. I don't want $100 bill tissues. I want the money. I'm going to, and that's what they should do. Every time that these people decide to get froggy. Oh, oh we're going to cry. Let like JK Rowling. They got blank you money. They probably do have tissue boxes just full of cash. I can't. I saw this one cat on uh, Twitter yesterday going on and on about Musk. Dude paid $8 to get his little check mark. I checked. 
He paid $8. He went through the whole application process, the whole thing, and he paid his $8. And now he's complaining about Elon Musk. He paid $8 to this guy. Shut up. Shut up. I can't even handle it. Oh, my gosh. He's being attacked. But is Musk being attacked there? No, it's D different. They keep calling him a right winger. Look, I definitely don't agree with Musk on everything. He supports gun control. He once called himself a socialist. He's just not an anti-speech fascist. But that's the difference between the right and the left nowadays. Because the left wants complete and total fealty. You may not disagree on a single issue. Like, for instance, on life. In the Democrat Party, you used to have pro-life Democrats. Now you don't. They're called Republicans. They're, they're moderate Republicans now. Because Democrats won't allow that. They don't, the left does not allow any bit of daylight between them and their prevailing uh, uh, collective thought is a challenge to the hive. It, they're the Borg. They are the political Borg. You will be assimilated. No, I'm not. Attack, attack. Everybody's being attacked. He's being attacked, though. They're attacking him. You disagree with someone. I am attacked. Oh, I think you're wrong here. Why are you attacking me? It's what they do. I'm so, and you're just sitting there like, I just literally, I just, all I did was disagree. Oh, words are violence. I feel like you need to see real violence if you think words are violence. <laughs> just, again, people who've seen real violence and people who've actually been attacked are just kind of like rolling their eyes at you right now. It's not what any of this, not what any of this is. Like they, uh, I, where's this tweet that I had? I had this tweet yesterday where I, it was, oh, uh, so the, the guy who looks like the conehead mom, Sam Brinton, right? Sam Brinton, Brent, yeah. He got fired after multiple, finally got fired. It only took, how many times did he have to steal a lady's suitcase? Wait, sidebar, just had a thought. I know Steve is telling us to get going, but is that what the pronoun thing is about? Like, me and mine. Like, and he puts that on his suitcase and rolls away with it. Anyway, he finally was fired. And I retweeted this piece and I said, Biden's attacking him. He's being attacked. Look what you're doing to the alphabet community. Oh, my gosh. Seriously, craziness. All right, so coming up, CNN had Poot Booty Judge on. Wait, don't give me hate about saying his name drive-by who sent me an email yesterday i say it the way that lawrence o'donnell the shakespearean anchor on msnbc says it so if you have an issue with it there pray for take it up with him cnn had pete Buttigieg, uh buddha judge poot buddha judge for 13 minutes this morning according to tom bevan at real clear politics they did not ask him a single question about flying all on this taxpayer dollars on private jets no, they only talked about gayness, gay marriage, gay stuff, gay issues. He's the director of transportation, but he doesn't trust the transportation enough to actually take it as the director of it. Well, you're a gay man, even though you're in this position and the news, it really involves your position. Talk to us about how you have sex. Let's go ahead and talk about that.
The mainstream media shies away from the simple questions with hard answers that we all need to hear. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. Every day on the No Chit Chat podcast, I bring you the reality of what's going on in our government and around the country with no extra fluff. In my latest episodes, I lay out the blunt facts of what's going on in the District of Columbia, the way the media is misleading the public, and plans that political parties are making. Concise, comprehensible news is what America needs and deserves. I'm here to deliver. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. Well, look at the, this is a new little poll that's out. I saw this little bitsy poll this morning. Uh, DeSantis is now beating everybody. His popularity has surged. Uh, according to uh, 2024, 65% of GOP and GOP leaning voters want DeSantis to run. He's also beating Biden. Uh, this is a new USA Today, Suffolk University. I was looking at some of it. Uh, it's only plus one uh, GOP oversample, so it's actually pretty pretty balanced. Uh, but they said that, uh, yeah, the majority, that's pretty crazy. The vast majority of voters want him to run uh, in 2024, at least according to this survey. Uh, also, a, oh, is it Christmas mod? Oh, my gosh, could it be? Hmm? 460-foot-wide Christmas asteroid is going to skim past Earth this week. <laughs> Coming within 420,000 miles, and you'll be able to see it, I think, if you're in certain parts of the world. You'll be able to see it. So they said they're not actually... It's Space Rock. Uh, it's the RN-35. It's Christmas mod. We're just going to call it that. Uh, a major break... Well, we already had this one. Uh, this one is... Uh, ooh, gunman attacked a, a, Ka- a Kabul hotel popular with Chinese nationals. So terrorists attacked a Kabul hotel popular with Chinese nationals. And, uh, well, we got... I'm going to save this headline because that'll be a part of something else. We have a lot more on the way. Don't go anywhere. Ton of stuff. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's The Dana Show. So we do have estimates of how many encounters there are at the border on a daily basis. We have processes and procedures in place to identify those individuals, to process them in an orderly fashion, and then to do what is appropriate based on that processing. And we have believed that that system uh, is a system that does an effective job of being able to determine who is coming across the border and what the right way to deal with their case is. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? If you're going to lie to us like this, you better reanimate Donny Hathaway, who yeah. just provided the one of the most amazing tracks for Christmas, by the way, ever written this Christmas. Uh, God rest his soul. Reanimate him and just send him up to the dais to sell us this, because it'll go down better. That's Jake Sullivan telling all of you, no, 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 I mean, uh, Biden's policies are doing an effective job. Dana, why are you attacking him? You're a somewhat lovable curmudgeon here with you, bottom of the second hour. We're just attacking him. How dare... Criticism is not an attack. Prosecute is not persecute. He looks like if I was going to draw a sad person, it would come out like Jake Sullivan. He just looks like a sad dude, doesn't he? I mean, I'd be sad too if I had that job. He's got very slight shoulders. Yeah, oh my gosh, we both were saying the exact same thing. We're both going, his shoulders are so slight. <laughs> we're just really, he just, yeah, nobody, we don't believe you. We don't believe him. They had the biggest crossing. Was it yesterday, right? Thousand people. 
It was over. A th- actually, wait, let me. It was over a thousand people in El Paso. They said it was a. Pro- it was actually two thousand. Over two thousand. <sighs> One giant group. And it's about that daily. But they had one giant group of like 2,000 that crossed at one point. That's insane. Think about that. That's a concert. That's a concert. You got a concert of people. Imagine that. At one time. And what? You maybe got a handful of border agents? That's it. it this is unbelievable. And you got a couple thousand every day. And we're eight days away now from Title 42 ending the El Paso sector saw a 280 percent increase in encounters compared to October of last year and in October fiscal year 22 they're man they're actually anticipating it to be even worse coming up in next year because after that 42 or after the after the title uh I mean, it's just, I'm just looking at some of the numbers now, right, on cbp.gov. Holy cow. So in, let me look at El Paso, there's, goodness, 14, yeah, a 280% increase. So El Paso has seen the biggest increase. Del Rio has seen the second biggest increase. Oh, sorry, yeah, followed by El Centro. I take that back. Yeah, followed by El Centro and San Diego, Tucson. I mean, it's pretty. For the month, fiscal year 22, October in Rio Grande Valley, 45,382. Holy cow. And it's mostly single adults. Single adult encounters, 145,990, up 39.1%. This is, but you know, this poli- what are his policies? Now, if his policies are, well, we want as many people to, uh, to enter the country illegally at the southern border as possible, then that makes sense, right, Kane? I mean, if that's their goal, well, then they're doing a really good job of that. If the goal is, well, we want as many people as possible to enter illegally and we want to make it completely chaotic with lines literally forming across the Rio uh, in the shallower areas where people can cross with their own legs. Yeah, we uh, we want to make it chaotic. We want to have people entering illegally by the thousands. That's the goal. Oh, well, then you've been very successful at that. Then Then your policies are working out quite well. Huh, imagine that. It's just not not working. Now, in the meantime, here we have issues at the border. We have issues with, I, I was seeing, because, uh, you know, we're getting ready to go into a very busy travel season. It's kind of already here. And we have uh, inclement weather on the way. So you're going to have people complaining about flights. And some of it's going to be pretty justified. My friend Tom Bevan over at Real Clear Politics noted I'm not going to play the audio because it's not. They had uh, Transportation Secretary, former Mayor Newman Buttigieg. They had him on CNN this morning. And Don Lemon was interviewing him. You know, we're going into a very busy travel season, right? We get it. We're, I mean, you want to have the Transportation Secretary on to talk about these issues, right, Kane? Oh, yeah. 
very important issues, the traveling. He's the secretary of the transporting. And transportation is what? Air, rail, highway, bus, all of it. And so people, I'm sure, were tuning in because they were waiting to see with the cost of gas and everything else going on, what is there to, I mean, I'm sure that the transportation secretary is going to have a lot to say about transportation. Now, if you thought that, good for you for thinking that and being optimistic. But in reality, what happened is uh, they talked about his minivan. I'm reading the transcript. I'm just skimming the transcript. They talked about his minivan being gay. The, oh, the RESPEC, R-E-S-P-E-C, RESPEC for Marriage Act that was... They decided to do, even though you have Obergefell, and they didn't need to do it, but they did it so that they could repeal financial protections for people of faith. It's the repeal financial protections for people of faith bill. And they asked him about that. And so uh, if you tuned in to CNN this morning to hear the transportation secretary talk about transportation issues pertaining to this coming very busy travel season, then you got to hear about uh, his husband, Chastin, who gets to do the dishes, uh, the kind of little toddler puffs that kids eat, uh, strollers and minivans. That's what you've got to hear. That was his uh, 13 for 13 minutes. What's going on with that rail strike? Yeah, what rail strike? You mean, because uh, he apparently doesn't know. Does that, oh. ra- interesting, rail is a public transportation entity now they didn't ask him about that <clears throat> Mm-mm. Uh, instead the question was who does the dishes oh you have a minivan um oh and then they're like ha 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 uh buddha judge says yeah marriage changes you kids change you i never thought i would be a minivan person poppy harlow cnn ha ha you get there ha ha kids do that to you ha ha the things we do for the love of our children right ha ha that's right Uh, and then don lemon says yeah i talked to sanjay gupta he's got a he's like i have a minivan and now poop buddha judges the dad he has a minivan Ah, yeah minivans i'm not kidding you this is literally what they're saying i'm reading the transcript Rail strike, busy travel season, cost of fuel, supply chain, why are you attacking him? I'm just trying to ask a question. Why are you attacking me? They're all going to laugh at you. (laughs) I just, (laughs) so that's, uh, that's what they talked about for 13 minutes. For 13 minutes, they talked about that. I can't make this up. He's the transportation secretary who does everything but transportation. I mean, I didn't realize, like, talking about gay marriage has to do with transportation. Ah, but see, if you appoint a gay man as transportation secretary and they're D different, then you can talk about that instead of the actual issue at hand because otherwise you're a bigot. Why are you attacking him? You mean you don't want to have an entire interview talking about how we choose to, you know, get it on. I mean, then, you know, what you want to talk about transportation issues? Why are you such a bigot? Take advantage of this historical opportunity 
first gay man to hold the transportation secretary and talk about him being gay instead of transportation. Uh Uh-huh. I really, I mean, I joke, but that's actually the point. It's for 13 minutes. Nobody cares. Everyone's like, are we going to be able to get home if we travel over Christmas? Are we going to, are we going to get stranded? What happens with the rail strike? Is quote unquote Santa going to be able to come? Like what's happening? Nope, nope, no. You can't ask those questions. Why are you attacking him? Now, in the meantime, household wealth is down by 13 and a half trillion. You'll be poor, you'll eat bugs, and you'll own nothing. Rapid inflation, bear market, eroded the real wealth of American households during the first three quarters of 2022, the second largest drop on record. American households lost $6.8 trillion. My favorite thing about this headline are the hot takes from the left. Well, we have enough wealthy people. It's okay that people lost wealth. Oh my gosh, that's not what they're talking about here. I'm not kidding, I've seen that. This is collectively the 8.6% drop in real wealth is the fastest decline on record. And the data series actually began in 59. The only greater drop was following the financial crisis of 08 and 09. Now, if we had had the data series during the time of the Great Depression, that would hold the record. That's wow. Wow. Well, great job there, guys. Great job, everybody, with your policies. People are poor. They'll eat bugs and they'll own nothing. That's that's what that's what it'll all be about. Just unbelievable. So coming up to I got a couple of things here. Cambridge Dictionary changed the definition of woman. Not just them, but the dictionary dot com people also did. And additionally, uh, med school residencies. They're tying applicants' commitment to anti-racist practices. I just, I would rather someone be judged on how well they can operate on you as opposed to their political ideology. But we may be overruled here. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. (laughs) It's time for Florida Man. I don't want to read. Kane sent me one headline that's gross, and I don't want to read it. What? It's the, about the the couple in the pool oh, yeah. in Miami Herald. They got they done got arrested because I was having romantical times in the pool, and they shouldn't have been doing that. So this woman, though, I will read this. This woman, Florida woman, tries to cash a million dollar check at a Tampa bank to buy a yacht in Miami. Hmm. Really? Uh, so, <laughs> investigators say that Lynn Helena Haufen. 26 financially exploited her 77 year old husband tampa i'm sure they married for love tampa businessman richard rapaport she walked into a tampa amscott branch tried to cash a million dollar cashier's check and told employees she was going to buy a yacht in miami with her husband his name was also on the check but and he wasn't there so they refused to cash it or three other checks that she brought in that day and so now she's she was arrested on charges of money laundering, organized fraud, exploitation of an elderly person. Her bail's at a million dollars. And I just got I mean, she ain't even all that. Like, what in the world? I mean, if you're going to go for somebody who could swindle you, I mean, at least get a good looking woman. Good grief. Um, I mean, it's like not the 20s. You don't need to pluck your eyebrows at then. So I know I, I, it's, it is mean. Uh, I, this is funny. They said it's the first Gen Z member of Congress. But he was denied a D.C. apartment because he has bad credit. 
Florida man has bad credit. Congressman-elect Maxwell Frost. And so he wanted to live like in the, I, I guess, like a bougier part of D.C. And when he went to get an apartment, he wasn't able to get it. And so he made it out to be like he was being victimized. No, basically, it's a guy who cannot control his finances who wants to control your finances. That's what this is. Don't be don't be running. If you're running for Congress and you've, you know, maybe wait until your credit's improved. Because I don't know why anybody would have any kind of faith in you at that point. Yeah, he said that uh, it's a serious problem of affordability and accessibility in D.C. That's what Maxwell Frost told NPR. You didn't handle your business like an adult should. So it's not about accessibility. Your financial irresponsibility does not mean affordability and accessibility problems in D.C. The end. Golly, these people are so ridiculous. Oh, everything should be given to me. Why do I have to work for anything? No, it's just you You don't be, cannot believe people voted to have this guy run there, make determinations as to things that could affect their bottom line when clearly he can't handle his own. Uh, also, this, uh, I got a couple of other ones here. <laughs> I can't believe this guy did this. A Florida man hid in a swamp for several days in Yeehaw Junction. <laughs> Corey Philippe, age 32, faces an aggravated battery charge. He was hiding from deputies for a week in a swamp near Yeehaw Junction. And it was announced that they had exhausted search efforts for a man that they identified as 32-year-old Corey Philippe. And they had search efforts. They wanted him in connection to an aggravated battery case. So they looked at these wooden areas and vacant homes. And finally, they determined he was hiding in a trailer uh, he's accused of beating his father with a blunt object, and so he faces a charge of aggravated battery in a person 65 years or older. He hasn't been given a bond amount. But he hid out in a swamp and then tried to sneak into uh, this trailer, and they finally caught him. But he hid... In, I just want to come back to that. He didn't get eaten by no gator. What? Yeah, he hid in a swamp for like a week. A swamp where alligators are. And you didn't get ate. Man. Yeah. I know, I'm telling you. A Florida woman psychic went to jail over $3 million for lifting the family curse. I predict that she will be found guilty. Look at me. A federal judge, and she was sentenced to so-called psychic and fortune teller from Miami. Uh, Prosecutors say she swindled $3 million out of a woman, claiming that she needed the money to break a family curse. 51-year-old Samantha Stevens was sentenced to 30 months in prison on fraud and money laundering, and she met the victim in 2012, gained her trust, and then convinced her a curse was, play, was placed on her family and she would have to perform rituals on large sums of money in order to lift the curse. Oh, wow. And she spent that money on vehicles, gambling, property. It was a four-year period and then the victim could no longer pay for the rituals. $3 million. She has to pay three point two in restitution. Whew. Like, I don't think she's got it. Stick with us. we got a lot more in store. Third hour on the way next. Yeah, I I think so. I think the framework, though, has to be one of individual protection. So I was rounding in the hospital today seeing patients, and I saw multiple COVID patients, multiple flu patients, even someone with something called metanumovirus, which is another respiratory infection that travels around this time of year. And I think as people see just how much virus there is out there this time of year, you know, when you're in a public place and you're surrounded by strangers, throwing on a mask for, you know, 30 minutes while you go shopping is not too much to ask. Hmm. You know, why don't you go ahead and uh, throw a mitten on your schlong, too, because that'll probably help, you know, with 
it's just as scientific and it works just as well. Yeah, no, to prevent also the Rona. Oh. And maybe put a butt mask on. Science. I'm just saying, because science, it has the same effect. It has the exact same effect. I mean, if we're just going to throw out suggestions about stuff that doesn't work, let's throw all of, the, all of the suggestions out. I have a ton. You could wear a spaghetti colander on your, a pasta colander on your head. That also could work. You know? Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Top of our third hour. The... <laughs> So this guy from there, one of these medical experts that they bring on cable news. Throw a mask while you go shopping. It's not too much to ask. Yeah, Perry, it is. It is too much to ask. His name is Dr. F. Perry Wilson. I have an idea of what the F means. That is too much to ask. I'm not throwing a mask on my face. I don't even own them. Uh, and I'm not going to. And they don't work. If you want to take part in a make-believe ritual because you think it protects you, go ahead. You can take part in that make-believe ritual, you know, and do all of that stuff if you think that it helps you. But that's don't demand that everybody else do it too. See, that's the thing. Like, why, why do we have to... Tolerance is not demanding that people play along in your fantasy. That's you being intolerant of other people. If you're wearing your little mask, then why should it matter if anyone else is... I can't believe we're still having these conversations. This is so stupid. I do not even own a mask and I will not put one on at all whatsoever. Not going to. They don't work. I've got we have so many studies. There's over 50 something studies that have been uh, collected uh, and all done within within five uh, the last five years. None of the stuff works. And we've gone through it. We've talked about it on the show for hours of broadcast time. I'm not going to spend any more time talking about the absolute uh, ineffectiveness of mask wearing. There's zero efficacy in it. None. So we're not going to, we're not, no. I can't believe that people are still pushing this. I am, I am mystified. Do you even see people wearing masks anymore? Every now and again. I think every now and then, but they're like super elderly. And I'm, I don't care if you want to, you know, because it's probably, a, maybe there's other stuff that the mask could actually do, but, you know, or you're a bank robber. Maybe you're a bank robber and you're wearing one. You know, that I totally understand because, you know, you're trying to hide your identity and all that stuff, you know, whatever. Um, you know, just just saying. But again, there doesn't need to be a mask mandate in order for someone to decide they want to wear a mask. Quit trying to force people to do things in a free society. Mm. I'm just not going to do it. I, I, I'm just not going to not going to do it. Thankfully. I don't. Even, I think most there aren't any places that require it at all anymore. I just this is just so goofy. If you're going out shopping, throw throw a mask on. Why don't you, Doctor? What's his face? F. Perry Wilson. He can throw. Why doesn't he throw a mask on and then put a bag over your head, on while you're at it, just to be doubly sure. Right, and then go back into your house and shut the door and never come out again. I think that all works to help prevent those things that he's worried about. Right. I would agree. This whole thing is just, I can't even believe that this is a, we're still pushing this stuff. It's going to make me mad, so I'm going to move on. Uh, I, I am. I'm going to get up, this aggravating. So we have, we've been hitting a number of things. I have some wokery. We've talked about the border. We've been discussing the latest economic news, Biden's gaslighting. He's got the, oh, he's, they're doing the RESPEC, R-E-S-P-E-C, for Marsh Act, which that's what they call it. That's not what it is. What it actually is, is the, uh, we're removing the financial protections for people of faith act. 
That's what it is. Our burger fell all, already, uh, already has all this. They already had everything codified. So, you know, um, this, uh, ceremony, I was looking up details about it. Have we seen any more details about it? Cause they were doing, uh, I, I don't want to play this audio. Kane played it for me before the show started today. And it's so boring. I want to throw myself off my roof to death. I want to throw myself to certain death. Then playing this stupid, boring audio. She, I'm going to die to death. She says that the White House is having a massive celebration for the Respect Her Marriage Act. And thousands are attending. And they're having musical guests and performances. <laughs> I am full of jokes right now. And I'm <laughs> trying to navigate. It is, it's respect for, we established, or we did away with any financial protections for people of faith. You're going to have to bake that cake, bigot. It has not, again, the whole Obergefell v. Hodges has this settled. This has already been established all throughout every state. This just eliminated, and they purposefully refused to add any protections for people of faith. So you're going to see like the Jack Phillips bakery thing happen on steroids. It's going to be even worse. But they're having, I read that he invited a drag queen. And that's what I'm looking for. I read... This was, he invited a non-binary, I don't, do I want to? But queen. Huh? But it's queen, If it's a queen, wouldn't it imply that's female? I don't, I'm just putting, I'm giving this to, don't, we can't have Juan put this picture up. No, that one. No, but that's apparently the non-binary drag queen that is going to be at the White House. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. So you can do that. You here. You can show this one. I'm gonna put this link inside. You can show that one. So the libs of TikTok. It's a non-binary drag artist uh, named Marty. He actually had one tweet where it says, "The can I just read this tweet? Can I read the one that I put on there?" <sighs> I feel like people. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is our job. He has this tweet. I'm just going to say it. It's new. Earmuffs. I'm, I'm Vince Vaughn right now in old school. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. Right. He said the kids are out to sing and suck D. That's what he said. What? That's a tweet that he has. Oh, my God. That's really messed up. He's a verified account on Twitter. So he, was, he is the non-binary drag queen who's invited for the signing of the Respect for Removing Financial Protection for People of Faith Act. I have no clue why. And then apparently, uh, man, I don't know what. There's all kind. He's got a lot of photos of himself half naked all over social media. I'm, we're not showing any of that. But that's the person that they're having for their, um, respect. yeah, respect. <laughs> so, who tweets about kids and oral sex? That's the guy that Biden invited to the White House. I have no words. Uh, he also performs, quote unquote, all ages. Um, why? I don't know. Why do they want that audience? I, why is that the thing? Just, you know what? There are adult activities and kid activities. Right. I don't know why the measure of tolerance is how early you can expose your kids to things that are inappropriate for their ages. Yeah. 
That's the hill that they're wanting to put this flag on. Yeah, Marty G. Cummings is the guy's name. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Yep. And he was tweeting that, I can't, to be a non-binary drag artist invited to the White House is something I ever imagined would happen. Oh, As though it's an accomplishment. Shut up. Oh, I think he blocked me. Hold up. I'm looking at this right now. Oh, my gosh. Marty, the one-man party, blocked Oh, him? no, his account, he protected his account because oh. everybody found out who he was because it's not like he kept it hidden. Jeez. Why are you attacking him? Why are you shaking your ass in front of kids? I mean, you know, fair, fair question. Why do you want kids as an audience? Yeah, why would you want kids in an audience of that? I don't get it. There, again, there are adult activities and there are kid activities. So are you being bigoted? If you don't allow kids to get drunk, little kids to get drunk, I mean, are you big? I mean, there, there's a reason why younger, it's it's inappropriate for their age. And why is that the thing that you are using as the measure of whether or not people are accepted? I mean, we, they wouldn't go to a man-woman similar show. Why, why? This is just, it's madness. If you don't accept our perversion and show it to kids of young ages, then... You're against it. Adults can do whatever they want to do. But when you're talking about young children and you're trying to act like this adult activity is all ages when it's centered or solely around sex, you're a pervert. And you should not be made easy in your perversion. Bottom line. No pun intended. I'm so tired of people acting like I can't. I can't shake my bits in front of kids faces. You must be a bigot or you're a pervert. I can't believe I can't wear a thong and twerk in front of kids at an all ages drag show and talk about sex and sing songs that have the words for uh, crass slang for women's copulatory organs. I mean, I can't believe that. Or you're a pervert. Why is acceptance based on whether or not you can do that in front of kids? I mean, the acceptance issue wasn't that. What, what does it even mean? Golly. I just it's. You want to know why people are talking about grooming? Because you leave them with no other option. There's no other. It's Occam's razor. There is no other logical explanation for taking sex based activities and forcing them into kids faces. There is zero explanation. I, and the parents that, and it's not, and and don't misunderstand me, I'm not putting it all on these adults who want to mainstream this with kids. And there are not, not every person who does drag wants to do this either. In fact, some of the most vociferous opposition to this comes from other uh, drag performers who are like, what is wrong with you taking kids to a drag show? The hell's wrong with you? But what is wrong with some of these parents who take their kids there? You Do you think that you're like they, these parents that are virtue signaling? Look at me. I can take my kid. Oh, <laughs> mother of the year, father of the year. That's not parenting. That's you using your kid as a way to signal how open minded you think you are at the expense of your kid's understanding, because a lot of these kids are super young. I think that, that the parents, you're, you're messed up. If you're taking your young child, and some of the videos I've seen, I can't even play on the simulcast of the radio show. I watched a video of a man in a thong 
um, bending over, grabbing his ankles and shaking in front of a little kid on stage doing this for the little kid. This is one of the videos that's, I think Libs of TikTok may have it. It is bad. You're a parent who takes your kid to this and it has nothing to do with whatever orientation of the person involved. That is not an activity for kids. That's it. Stop hiding behind it and acting like it's anything else. I think the parents are just as much groomers as these, you know, the people who are insist on forcing this on their kids because somebody has to bring their kids there. Nobody wants to talk about that because everybody's walking on eggshells. You're a messed up parent if you're taking your kid to this stuff. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So there was uh, a study done showing all over the world, the largest and rarest eagles and vultures are dying in significant numbers as a result of wind turbines. In Australia, it's wedge-tailed eagles. In South Africa, the Varroa eagles. Norway, sea eagles. and California, golden eagles. And it says that these turbines, they're, I mean, they're bird-killing machines. And yeah, it's these birds of prey that are really being... But I thought it was really, it was all supposed to be so environmentally friendly. So now apparently there's going to be professional pickleball, or it's expanding. Professional pickleball is growing across the country. Major League Pickleball, MLP, is finalizing its 2023 expansion plans. Are you serious? So pickleball is pro, but we can't have pro ski ball. Are you kidding me? I'm just just asking. So they have uh, MLP has a premier and challenger match, two different matches, and they're starting in uh, Orange County at the pickleball. Oh wow, really, man! I'm telling you. I mean, it's I just don't understand it. It's like it's glorified ping pong, isn't it? I'm gonna get hate mail. I don't care. Send it. No honor among thieves. It's a bad day when your partner in crime runs over you while running away. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh, WPXI. A a suspected catalytic converter thief allegedly ran over their partner in crime with a truck in Pennsylvania. Yeah, they they were trying to flee the area. It was like 6 in the morning on Saturday. Pennsylvania State Police went to check it out. And uh, yeah, the guy was trying to get away so fast he ran over his partner. Yeah, that's what crime does. Crime doesn't pay. Stick with us. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. All right. Now, you, you are, so you usually have a leaf blower, gasoline-powered leaf blower, so that I can't hear what's going on. What's that? What is what's happening now that you're piping in there? Is that? Uh, that it is that, a leaf blower behind me. Yes. An electric one. But is that, <laughs> that must be an electric one. Don't they know that, that uh, this is on TV? Yeah, you're, you're on TV. <laughs> the Biden advisors on TV with CNBC, and they have a gas-powered leaf blower running around the White House. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you, bottom of the third hour. The re- Well, one of the reasons why that's, why is it gas-powered? Because they were, um, weren't they wanting everything to be electric? Yep. Let's just make everybody run around with giant battery packs and have all of their equipment be electric, says pe- say people who've never done yard work, yeah. ever. I, don't you love watching, you know, Soviet leftists go, well, what is yard work? We don't know. Let's let them all use the electric machinery. That's <sighs> what it is. Golly. I did find it. It's just all. I My friend Ben Dominich made a really good point about uh, the Twitter stuff earlier. And I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with this. He said that 
He goes, really, Giuliani was better at this than Elon. He just gave copies of Hunter's laptop to a dozen media outlets and said, have at it. And they did. It's a better approach than this haphazard collection of dribs and drabs. I agree. I do think that the way it was done is weird. And just throw it out there to everybody. Don't be this this whole, I'm going to, you know, and then everybody starts to launch their own little thing right around when this is released. It's just weird, and it makes people ask questions. I don't know. There's a, I think there's some logic behind it. I mean, Taibbi, do you consider him to be conservative? No. But, okay, then but, you, do you consider Barry Weiss to be a why leftist? Why does it have to be just limited to them? I'm not. I'm, I don't. I'm not speaking about that. What I'm saying is about how they piecemealed this out and the reason why he did it that way. And but, my, but but if you only limit it, it to a, to a, like a three or four people, it still doesn't. I mean, you're still not doing, especially when all of those individuals all used to be with Legacy Press only until just recently. Right. It doesn't do anything to assuage people's concerns about the absolute unaccountability of legacy press because it just almost makes it seem like you're creating another one to me when when you have a guy who's on the left taibi and someone who's on the right barry weiss she's not on the right i mean well centrist and you get more of it you get less feedback for or less pushback from the left on twitter you would think because you're no you don't they're even they're angrier at it that's what i mean that this this whole thing could have been, like you said, it could have been a little bit better, but I think there was some logic behind the idea of how they rolled this out. Now, are we mm. happy that it came out? I think out? they think there was, but I don't agree with it. Right. I think that's what their thought process was. I think you, you give it to everybody, left and right. Right. And then watch the left not write about it, and then the right and everyone in the middle do it. Which is they kind of what's happening right now, though. No. That's, I they mean, only the handed left, it to a few people that are kind of in the middle. But do you it. think that if somehow you just released it all, that the left would have a different position than they have today on it? No, because everyone's look, exactly. running off the same material. Right. And that's but the thing. That's the I just same think it's difference. weird that I agree with what, what Dominic is saying here. It's just to to piecemeal it out in the manner that it was. There's the drip drip that my uh, late friend Andrew Breitbart believed in. And, and I do like that because you kind of trip people into... A little, oh, this is it? This is all you have? No, there's more. But wait, there's more. But that's not necessarily, that's only part of it. I think that you you throw it out to everybody. Left and right. One of the reasons why I, I left, right, and in between, because I want to watch the left ignore it. I want to watch them ignore it. And some people on the left, I think, might be spurred to say, wow, look at all of this information that we never knew before plant the seed when they can look at the raw information themselves so that they're not so easily able to discount it. Because remember, it doesn't matter if you throw it, 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 it just because you throw it out to someone in the middle, it doesn't matter if they're in the middle or not. That becomes irrelevant the moment their response differentiates from the Soviet left status quo. So it kind of, it's, it, it negates it. Well, if you put it out all at once, which side of the aisle dominates the media? Mm. I don't think you can totally say that anymore. Well, I say dominate. I didn't say I mean, own. You said, I mean, there's legacy press, but that's that's old media, the newspapers. Yeah, sure, the left dominates that, oh, yeah, but that's not where that people Paul get their Pelosi news anymore. Story? What happened to the Paul Pelosi story? Oh, everybody still talks about it, but that's not a press issue. That's law enforcement issue. Uh, I think that's it is the a law press enforcement issue. not releasing information. Well, when NBC fires their reporter for being accurate, I think it's a media issue for them for that issue, but. I don't look at that as solely a media issue because you have law enforcement that's not willing because they're very uh, San Francisco. You have 
chiefs that are appointed, not sheriffs that are elected, they're not they're going to be more apt to work with the political ideology in charge as opposed to not. They're, they're not no way in hell are they going to give up any information. So then it becomes an accountability issue with law enforcement there. And it's you know, you're looking at law enforcement, a police chief in that particular area. NBC, of course, NBC is going to do that. But there's they're they're reporting stuff that other people are reporting and also and also not getting fired. Yeah, but I personally believe legacy media wouldn't admit any wrongdoing with this of course information. They're not. And, and you don't, but out. you don't have to have them admit wrongdoing in order to validate what's in the information. You kind of have files. to because they were talking about this as being disinformation. You have to walk that back in order to talk about this. Oh, they haven't walked it back. They haven't said they're, what, they're like, oh, well, it's irrelevant. And that's my it's point. all old hat. The left would act the same. The right would act the same, no matter how this was, you know, disseminated. But you're right. I think it, just to satisfy my own curiosity, I would love to seen it all at once. But this being piecemealed that way, we didn't know until part five how unbelievable it was how they banned Trump and all the screenshots. And I actually all think the that that was the least powerful of everything that was released. Really? Yeah. What was the most powerful in your mind? The most powerful, I think, was them um, discussing. The way that they like, for instance, some of the discussion with um, oh, uh, Parler and some of the services oh, the that work with Parler and, stuff, yeah. and how they should have to pay a price. That to me was one of the because I that gets into antitrust for me. Right. My own perspective. I'm like, that's you're actually admitting to a potential antitrust violation in that in that conversation. Uh, I think that and I mean, the targeting of people. Maybe it's different for me because we've lived it. The, all the stuff with Trump, I absolutely knew that that's what it was. We remember when they were even announcing their their quote unquote new rules. We absolutely knew that this is that it was more than just shadow banning. I think it was just clarification. I'm not saying it's a nothing burger at all. Don't misunderstand me. For me, the most powerful thing, though, was how freely and recklessly they were all going on and on about how to completely shut out any kind of competitor and getting all of their partners to do it, too. That's an antitrust issue. Yeah, That's where you can actually take action. For me, it nothing really was like shocking until part five, because in that part, they showed the evolution of how that um, dictatorship of how they control communication, mm -hmm. how it grew into this whole, like you say, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely, is kind of how that all went. And it peaked at taking a head of state, president of the United States, yeah, and blocking him for not violating any terms of service. Um, it was well, just we pretty alarming. Yeah, we, to me, we knew that. We, we knew all of that. We all knew that. So it didn't really reveal anything Um but it revealed internal communications on how it got there. The, well, I mean, on that on that end of it, like I said, like I was explaining just a second ago, that didn't reveal any new part to me. We all knew that that's exactly what they were doing with Trump's account and all, everybody else's account. It was just, I'm when I'm looking at the issue, I'm like, how, what can be done? When they were actually talking about actively excluding all of these other entities and trying to, how can they, basically they were having the conversation, how can we band together to, to run them out of existence? Right. That that's actionable, at least from my perspective. I'm sure they're going to fight it out with lawyers and have the discussions in D.C. because you're, I mean, do we have any other case where you had major players in a particular industry engage so brazenly in antitrust violation discussion? I mean, that's what, holy cow. And then it also brings up, to me, 
a whole new world in terms of antitrust because with digital with social media you're we're creating industries where we've not had industries before and 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 power players where none previously existed and how do you keep the customer how do you not squelch out competition and make sure people have choices by not throwing your weight around is that i mean that's that's to me i think one of the really interesting things that have that have come out of this because again it goes back to everyone said oh i'll just create your own platform well they did and then what happened how can we make them pay the penalty for doing it i mean that's that's that was the whole discuss that was the whole discussion that was wild to me so i'm very curious and not that here's the thing it's not that i don't the other things that I think are, are potentially actionable is any kind of discussion, which we've really, I mean, I think with the, uh, what's his face, James Baker with the FBI, that I think was also one of the most explosive things, more explosive than how they were suppressing people, which we, again, we lived this and breathed this. We knew they were, but to have an actual, you know, FBI guy involved in all of it, uh, is that a First Amendment violation? The other thing that I want to see more of, and this is why I'm like, throw it out so we can crowdsource this. And every, I, I, I want to pull everything apart because here's the other thing. They had ads. You, they would sell ads on social media. So do you remember when people were getting mad at Trump because he would buy advertising on Facebook and their engagement, he was, they were, their engagement was very successful. They had high rates of engagement. And people were saying that he was, oh, you're paying, he was engaged in advertising, you absolute morons. They were saying, oh, he's buying for misinformation. He's paying for ads no differently than, than Democrats were doing. So I'm curious as to what the discussions were specifically about ad purchase, because if you had campaigns purchasing that advertising service on Twitter and having like the promoted tweets or... Uh, you know, being visible to certain users, etc. There's a number of different ways that they do this and they were being suppressed. Well, then that's actionable because that's a violation of advertising. Then you're going to get, what is it? You're probably going to get, I would imagine the FCC involved at that point. So I'm trying to look for ways to, can I be honest? I want people to pay and I'm looking for ways to actually do that fairly relatively quickly and that's why I'm like, that's biggest, that's biggest to me. This is the biggest. The FBI thing is crazy. And that could be, ag- speech is very hard to litigate. That could be something, if it's a class action thing, if they're able to actually prove that, uh, more of it. I think it's proven, but you have to be, the bar's really, really high in a court of law. But the advertising and the antitrust, I think, are the biggest, biggest things biggest things because now you're getting in these other government agencies and just one more thing before we close this out the reason i think that you're the trying way to get me ju- involved in other incense yes the <laughs> actually we can talk about that here just in a little bit but i think the way rudy giuliani did it look what happened to the story when he did it that way what ended up happening when he just le- released it all at once here you go media what are you going to do they shut it down and called it disinformation and that was it even though there was an existing right-wing media out there and even those with the contents of the laptop which dominated that it was Russian disinformation or that it was a true story. And that that's where I'm coming in as far as the difference. The only I think it's a little different too, because someone was comparing it to Greenwald with the stuff from Snowden and some of this other stuff. 
And I, I think that that, I don't know, there was something different about this that I understand why people are a little bit like, why did it have to be released this way? And I think some of that is because people are so nervous about, it doesn't help when you're also launching things right off the back of this and using it. I think that that to me was not in the best of taste, but I mean, I'm not throwing shade or anything. I'm just, I, I'm saying I understand the perspective of people who are incredibly distrustful of press even new press, because a lot of these people aren't new press. They just left legacy press and they're doing, you know, they're they're out there either on their own or they're doing something new. And when you're keeping it very controlled and you're not just throwing it out for everybody to look at, at people have an insatiable desire for information and they distrust anything else but that being satisfied. That is my entire point. And I understand. And that's why I agree with Dominic on that on that end. Uh, to that yeah Kane said that he brought frankincense and myrrh I didn't bring it today. I can't no he got it, it. I, I we're gonna have to talk about this tomorrow Tis I think I burned one thing of Palo Santo and now he's acting like the wise men the coming season. in here I I have frankincense and myrrh and I'm like are you gonna look for a baby now like what are you doing here listen to the Dana show live on the Odyssey app weekdays noon to 3 p.m. Eastern time I just happened to catch this photo from Daily Mail and it shows the spare what's his name the Harry kid Harry kid he's like 40 something years old Harry who is acting like he's president of the United States and he's at Pearl Harbor and apparently he went there and I guess he acts like it's a royal visit and our sailors are saluting him what in the ever-loving hell is this? Can these two just go away? I mean, I, I don't... I've tweeted it out. It's the the last tweet on my timeline. Uh, I don't get this cosplay here. He spent... He went to Hawaii to visit Pearl Harbor. And he has people saluting him? That's really weird. Why? What in the world? Can he and his suitcase, thirsty to be famous, annoying wife, can they just go somewhere else? Oh my gosh. So he's using American soldiers at Pearl Harbor to promote himself? What a grifter. He's disgusting. Today in Stupidity, Kane. We'll have more on this tomorrow. Corinne right. Jean-Pierre is who makes it today. This is her just a couple of minutes ago on avoiding questions on Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX. Isn't that surprising? Listen to this. Opinion, no. Uh, you know, does he want those people who... No, you asked me two questions. You asked me about will he return the donations, and then you asked me about his opinion. I'm answering the first part, which is I'm covered by the Hatch Act from here. I'm limited... Ah, uh, using the Hatch Act again. Mm-hmm, there you go. Yeah, they, except, they don't want yeah. SBF to be talking. Yeah, they don't want him to talk at all, folks. This does it for us today. I will be back behind the mic with you tomorrow. Sign up for the newsletter over at Substack, YouTube, Facebook. Like and subscribe. Talk to you tomorrow.